You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Uh, I'm super fired up because it's the very last week of 2021 with no Alabama football on the practice field. I mean, for, for the rest of the weeks of this year, Alabama will be practicing or playing football. And uh, this is our last footballless week. And I think that's awesome. I make no bones about it. Um, summer is my least favorite month because it's too hot and there's no football. And I'm almost 50. So when I look at somebody who's, you know, 25 years younger than me in a bikini for more than two seconds, I'm officially creepy. <laughs> well, it's my opinion that you're creepy in a bikini every time. <laughs> no, well, um, yeah, I guess if I were in the bikini too, that would be rather bizarre. Well, I mean, it'd either be bizarre or Thursday, either way. Um, you can probably hear some Tom and Jerry in the background. My four-year-old is in here and I have no choice but to re- think of it. Think of it just like some background music. I did have a thought yesterday, Jimmy, while I, I was working out, and I like to listen to Yacht Rock while I work out. That tells you how intensive my workouts are. But wow. um, yeah, I know, because uh, nothing makes you want to uh, pump iron like Sailing by Christopher Cross. Um, but uh, maybe we could just have Yacht Rock on in the background while we're doing this from now on, like faintly. And then if a good song comes on, we just crank it. And just like, yeah, this is what you're going to listen to for a little bit, guys. I mean, we love it. You love my, it. My favorite, my favorite term for that era of music is soft-sational. 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 You know what? That's um, that's That was also the name of um, one of the early pornos I started in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain why it didn't go well. It didn't now go well. Now you're in this career. <laughs> then I had to start podcasting. Um, all right, Jimmy, we want to talk about uh, commitment we got, but I think first and foremost, let's talk about Oklahoma and Texas because, wow, I mean, did the, did the SEC steal the show or what? Did anybody else even have a media days or what? Is that a thing? Is Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC? That's a story, right? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a thing, all right. That's great. I mean, it's it's absolutely – it's one of those things that's so big, Luke, that when this first came down the pike and it was obvious that it was really happening and not just silly, you know, social media rumors that this was really happening, uh, it, it hasn't even really sunk in yet. I mean, I've been trying to allow it to sink in, but it hasn't sunk in yet. But the SEC was already the strongest conference in all of college football. I think the Big Ten could uh, – not make an argument. The Big Ten couldn't even make an argument, but the Big Ten was in the ballpark. I mean, if Alabama was at, if Alabama and the SEC was at home plate, the Big Ten is in center field. You know, I mean, they have an argument that they're in the ballpark. But now, it's crazy. And, and what, how hard is it going to be to win the league? I know Alabama has done it uh, so many times under Nick. Oklahoma has won the Big 12 for something like 10 years in a row. That's going to end for them. There's no way they're going to win the SEC consistently. There will come a time that Oklahoma will win the SEC, as will Texas at some point. 
But uh, gosh, what? Oh, and here's one other thing. Uh, here's 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 my little soapbox thing. I'll tell you the what I'll call the garbage takes on Twitter, in terms of like where people are so wrong when they discuss this. This has nothing to do with competitive balance and competition on the field. Oklahoma and Texas aren't being added because they're good or because Texas isn't good right now or that Oklahoma wants to see if they can win in the SEC. I mean, this, has, this is one factor and one factor only, which is money. That's what this is about. It's about money. It's not about winning and losing and who's got a good gymnastics team. It's about money and money alone. So uh, any other take beyond that is just wrong. It's about the fact that Texas and Oklahoma can make more money in the SEC and that the existing SEC teams will make more money because Texas and Oklahoma is in the league. That's solely what it's about. Now, for, for, for us fans, it's about the competition. For us fans, it is about, holy crap, Alabama's going to be playing Texas, Alabama's going to be playing Oklahoma all the time, and SEC championship games might feature you know, Texas or Oklahoma and the fight, you know, for us fans, that's what it is for us to talk about. But the reasons it's happening is, is money and money alone. Yeah. And here's the thing, Jimmy, look, I, I go back to something you and I talked about in the beginning when everybody, when everybody was, you know, hitting pots and pans together for the expanded playoffs. Okay. I said, we're turning into more like the NFL. Okay. So we get expanded playoffs. Now we've got free agency with the transfer portal. Um, You've got uh, name, image, and likeness, so people making money off their name, image, and likeness. And now we're going to have uh, the best teams all competing in the same conference, Vandy notwithstanding. And uh, so what, what we've got is the either the AFC or NFC. Pick, your, pick and choose which one you want it to be called. And if, there, if there's any validity to the rumors that Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State, and Clemson are also being courted, then if those four come in the SEC, I don't even know that anybody else even needs to play the game. And I'm not saying that facetiously. I'm like, it sounds like all of a sudden the SEC, to put it in high school terms, is 7A ball. Uh, The Pac-12 and whatever's left of the Big 12 and ACC and Big 10 can be 6A. And then you can have whatever's left of the AAC and uh, some other uh, rinky-dink independents being 5A. I mean, I think that's where this is headed, where we're going to have – the new Division One is going to be whatever the SEC is if those other four teams join too. And then the new um, – the the championship series will be everybody else. So, um, frankly, there are going to be some people left out here and there are going to be some teams really scrambling. I bet you Kansas State is shitting their pants right now, and they should be um, because they are about to be left in the lurch. But, Jimmy, let me, let me tell everybody about Built Bar. Built.com is where you want to go. B-U-I-L-T.com. Go order some Built Bars. Do that. That helps support Jimmy and me. We have no stock in them, but if you just put in the promo code LOCKED15 or just say you heard about them from Alabama, that would be awesome. We would appreciate that. We don't have any stock. We don't have any stock. We have no stock. I've sold all my stock. I've put it all in cryptocurrency. How's that Saban coin doing I bought? But anywho, um, I bought some (laughs) Gus Malzahn coin, probably knowing me. Um, but go to built.com, check out all their kick-ass flavors. Look, they had carrot cake back for one day. I was like, one day, but uh, yeah. yeah, they did for one day. I got an email about Does it. Awesome. Work? Huh? Let's say your campaign work. Let's decide though, 
that your campaign to bring back the carrot cake worked. Yeah. So it worked. The fact yeah, that it I was mean, just one meaningless, but it worked. You bought it back. I don't want to say I'm the most influential voice in the food industry right now, but I think the results speak for themselves. So let, um, other, people, let other people say it. Let, the, let other people say it. I'll let somebody else say it. Built.com is where you want to go. Then I also want you to try betonline.ag, betonline.ag. Go there, use the promo code Locked On, get a 50% welcome bonus. It's free money. We don't want it. You take it. Go have it at betonline.ag, promo code Locked On. You can bet on the ponies. You can bet on Major League Baseball. You can bet on uh, NBA, college basketball, or college football, or NFL futures. You can bet on all this stuff. You can bet on reality TV at betonline.ag. You can also play poker. You can play blackjack. It's a lot of fun. Sites, easy to navigate. It's fast. That's what makes it really cool. Go to betonline.ag. Give them a shot. You will not be disappointed. You know you're betting on something. So you might as well bet on something that comes with free money attached to it, like betonline.ag with the promo code locked on. That's what I would suggest. Go to betonline.ag. Try them out today. Use that promo code locked on. 50% welcome bonus. Bam. Just made you some money. Go try them out. All right, Jimmy. So, yeah, let's go back to this expansion talk for a minute. You know, there's some real obvious winners and losers here. I mean, the SEC, I'll tell you who's the biggest winner of all. I mean, who comes off, if he's not the smartest person in the game, in the whole sports world right now, uh, NFL notwithstanding, because they just make money like nobody's business. I think Greg Sankey and or Nick Saban, is number one, number two in some combination in terms of smartest people in college football right now. And Sankey has done some amazing things for this conference. And it feels like he's three steps ahead of everybody. Meanwhile, the NCAA, the Pac-12, and everybody in the Big 12 except Oklahoma and Texas feel like they're playing some other sport. Yeah, it really feels like all of a sudden, uh, you know, if you want to talk about Greg Sankey, it feels like all of a sudden – Greg Sankey is the head of the NCAA, the president of the NCAA, the, the, the czar of college football. It's like Greg Sankey is in charge of college football. And, you know, I don't personally buy uh, totally the Michigan, Ohio State, Clemson, Florida State story. I think it's possible. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that's not happening. I, I just don't believe it yet to be true. But nevertheless, who would not want to be in the SEC? And, uh, you know, and if we're going in depth about it, I mean, that's about the SEC network. I mean, the SEC network makes a lot of money. Uh, the ratings are great. SEC fans watch it all the time. And while the Big Ten is a, a Big Ten network, highly successful and is on in a lot of markets and does pretty well, the Big Ten network doesn't do quite as well as the SEC network in terms of ratings and eyeballs. But all the other networks, Luke, the ACC network, believe it or not, there is one. There is an ACC network. There's a Big 12 network. There's a Pac-12 network. There's the Longhorn network. None of those things are the money-making entities that the SEC network is and the Big 10 network. And that's why if you're in a conference that is not, if you're not in the Big 10, you're looking to see how you can get into the SEC because that's where the money is. And, uh, hey, all the people out there for all these years that complained that the system was dumb and the system was unfair to the kids and, and, and it's dumb and it's, it's, it's thinly veiled amateurism, they wanted the full professionalization of the sport, and now they're getting it. This is what they're getting. And I'm not complaining. I'm not saying it sucks. I'm not saying the world was better in 1978. 
I'm just saying that this is what, quote, everyone wanted. And now they're getting it. And is it slowing down the complaining? No, no. It's just the same people that were complaining before will be the ones complaining now. No, and that's right. And see, all the people complaining, the, boy, the uh, Oregon states, the the Iowa states, you know, all those. But see, and that's fine. They're, they're like, yeah, we don't really, we can't really do, we need to make it more like the professional model. Okay, here's what y'all don't get. If we do this with this other model, y'all aren't there. Y'all don't bring enough to the table. And I'm sorry. I don't, I, yeah, Oregon State's done pretty well in baseball. Y'all, I think they won back-to-back national championships. They've, um, you know, they at least gave us Gary Payton when it comes to um, basketball and made the Elite Eight this year. It, that's great. But I think what we just found out, and it was crystal clear, football drives everything. And it, nothing makes it more evident then what's about to happen is somebody like Kansas is about to be left floating in the wind. Now, they exactly might right. they might end up with somebody like the Big Ten, maybe. But if I'm the Big Ten, I'm kind of like, okay, if we bring Kansas in, yes, that helps their basketball exposure. That's nice. But that doesn't get us anything in football. It gives us nothing. And that's where right. the money is. So, again, you – Football is where it's at, and everybody can talk about all these sports, and they need to be equal. I mean, finally, the NCAA admitted, okay, maybe we don't need to treat field hockey the same way we treat football. Exactly. That's what we've been trying to tell y'all. Nobody cares about field hockey except the people playing it and their mamas and daddies. And no offense to them, it's just the truth, right? That's right. No, football, uh, this has been the unequivocal proof as if we needed more. But uh, football has driven realignment 100%. If basketball was even a small part of realignment, then Kansas would not be potentially about to have to join Conference USA or the American Athletic Conference because there, there might not be a Power Five league available for Kansas. And obviously that has nothing to do with basketball as they're an annual national championship contender in basketball. But uh, Kansas football is an abject disaster. Let's be honest, it's a disaster. And... Uh, there's there's no money to be made there. And uh, realignment is 100% driven by football and football money. And here's the other thing, Jimmy. Um, everybody can say, well, Kansas still have a shot, you know, the NCAA tournament. First of all, the NCAA is might not be here much longer, in, in at least in its current iteration. I mean, it's definitely not going to be here in its current iteration, but it might not be here at all. And if this super conference – uh, trend continues, or if the SEC is the only super conference, why wouldn't the SEC say, okay, we're just going to have our own tournament and we don't have to invite Loyola of Chicago to share the money. We don't have to invite Wichita State to share the money. We're going to just do our thing. Now, if y'all want to have a tournament, go have it and good luck with it. But we're going to do our thing and we're going to make all this money. I, I mean, that's where this is headed. And so that's why all the people screaming at the top of their lungs about all this inequity it's about to be much more inequitable than it ever has been. Right. No, that's totally right. They, I mean, the, that's what professionalization means. Now it's all about money. Okay. This is what y'all wanted. And, and I think the players are going to get more money. I think that's where this is headed too. I think the NIL stuff is, is more proof that it's not going to stop there. The, the players are soon, the players in the SEC level, the players in the SEC, I think they're about to start getting paid to some extent. And, uh, and that's where all this is headed. The, the handful of schools 
that can literally pay the players, uh, they're all going to be in the SEC, and we'll see where everyone else is. You know, maybe they're maybe they're competing against the SEC. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's. I think if the SEC got up to about 24 teams, that's exactly what they could do. Hey, uh, we're at 24. We're our own league. We're going to have our own rules. Y'all stop bothering us. We're doing our own thing. And then it's a 24 team. What amounts to professional league uh, for all the sports and. Uh, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, and I'm not predicting that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying it sure feels like it right now. Uh, you know, Jimmy, at first, I, as a college football traditionalist, I hate it. But as a guy who's trying to embrace all this new stuff, a 24-team NFL light, I can get behind it. You know, I don't – because, frankly, when Alabama plays Memphis, yes, I like it in the sense that I've always said it makes it easy for me to take my kids or, or uh, Arkansas State or whatever – I can take my kids. It's cheaper and yada, yada, yada. But if we just have 24 teams and we, um, you know, we all sort of work in some round robin thing and then the playoffs are more NFL-y, I mean, I guess I, I'm going to – I can sort of see the benefit to it. I, now, the luckiest organization in the history of lucky organizations is now Vanderbilt because they, they bring us nothing in football – and they're about to get as big a check as the rest of us. And what they need to do is play quiet mouse and just not say anything to anybody and just hope nobody – they need to be like the guy in office space that just kept mo- kept getting moved and he kept losing his stapler and everything else, you know, that was somehow just still at the office and everybody's like, I don't even know who this guy is anymore. That's who Vanderbilt needs to be. Yeah, they're in a uh... – they are unique. I mean, if you consider this, I mean, they've been in the SEC now forever. If they were in another league right now, the <laughs> SEC would not be would not be courting them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if, if Vanderbilt was in the Big 12, even in Nashville, Alabama would not be like – or the SEC would not be like, uh, hey, Vandy, uh, what do you all think about the SEC? I mean, they're only in because they've been in. I don't think they would be removed uh, because they've been in. And frankly, I, I think James Franklin proved this myself. If Vanderbilt would just relax some of their academic restrictions, as as you know, in, in regard to who can get into Vanderbilt, and you know, if, if they were just a little more lenient about that, they'd probably be pretty good in football overnight. Uh, but I mean, if they're just going to keep it to where, hey, you have to have a, you know, a, a, a you know, you have to have a three point six and a and a 28 on the test then uh then yeah they're gonna have a hard time competing with the rest of the league forever yeah that ought to be the deal though like y'all just keep getting your asses kicked by us and we'll let you keep cashing these checks i think that kind of works out for everybody um but jimmy let's take another break when we come back i want to talk about our new commitment all right jimmy uh sean murphy from virginia tell me about him a uh, really good player, really good. I, I tell you, for those of y'all who know uh, the recruiting really well in terms of a, a player comp, I'm going to do a player comp in a minute, but let me do a recruit comp first. This kid is a lot like Shamar James from Mobile, the kid from Faith Academy who surprisingly committed to Florida uh, over Alabama just a few weeks ago. Uh, Sean Murphy is a remarkably similar prospect to Shamar James in terms of very similarly sized, similar athletic package, similar quickness and speed. Uh, a guy who can uh, project at multiple spots. 
Uh, he's just the highly athletic 2021 linebacker, the, the type of kid 15 years ago that was a safety or he was nothing, and now you're a linebacker uh, because now linebackers have to run and cover and play in space, and you have to be more athletic than ever to be a linebacker. And It's not about just being a big muscled-up dude that's good in the box. Uh, no, Sean Murphy is a space player. Uh, he can rush the passer, which is great, but on the very next snap, he can drop into coverage deep down the field. He's one of these, you know, I, I'm starting not to like the term anymore, but he's one of these positionless defenders, which all I really mean by that, he's capable of doing so many things. He's not just a one-trick pony. Uh, he can really move around. Uh, he's physical. Don't doubt for one second that this is just an athletic defensive back. No, this is a physical kid. He only weighs right in that 200-pound range right now. I don't know. I think he's probably listed around 205. Uh, he's going to have to get bigger, but uh, Alabama's figured out a way to do that. You know, <laughs> He will get to Alabama and between Amy Bragg and the uh, nutrition and science people and then with, with Dr. Ray and, and uh, Blue in the weight room, Sean Murphy, uh, even though he's kind of wiry framed, I think he's going to end up being a 225-pound, 230-pound player. And if he retains his athleticism while gaining that good weight, uh, the sky's the limit for him. I think he is a, uh, a high four-star to me. To me, he's a national top 100 player. Not a five-star type, but a not, and, and, and I say that just because he's got to get bigger. I mean, you know, he checks almost all the boxes, but he's not very big yet. Uh, I, I do think he will grow into that. He does have a good frame. And, uh, again, very physical uh, and athletic. It's a really fun tape to watch because he is all over the field. It's like watching an offensive player play defense because the ball is snapped. And as soon as the ball is snapped, the fastest kid on the field is Sean Murphy. Uh, and uh, good pickup for Alabama. Again, a good 2021-type modern-day linebacker prospect. And I think his best position at Alabama is probably Will uh, inside, inside uh, but an inside guy that, that can really play in space and uh, also very similar to a kid Alabama signed in the last class, uh, Deontay Lawson. I think uh, Sean Murphy has a lot of similarities with him. And, uh, and you know, it's not fair to the kid because we're talking about one of the best linebackers in the NFL, but in terms of, like, you know, a guy's been in Alabama that, that, that's a similar player to me a little bit as C.J. Mosley. Uh, and that's not fair to Sean to say, hey, you know, you remind me a lot of this guy who's one of – the highest paid linebackers in the National Football League. Uh, but, but yeah, his game at the same stage is uh, similar to C.J. Mosley. All right, so for the people in the back, are we going to quit recruiting Shamar James? I don't think so. Uh, I, I, I don't think – I think the curveball here is, is Sean Murphy in the sense that his game is so similar to Shamar James. At some point, you probably have to question, are we going to take two of the same kid? I mean, do we need two of this, you know, when you're trying to kind of sign a whole team and every class? So I do think that Sean Murphy's commitment might give Alabama some pause about, hey, are we going to keep trying to flip Shamar uh, now that we got a Shamar? So I think that's a reasonable question. But an answer to your question right now is no. I think Shamar is too good. I think he's an in-state guy. I think he's a good fit in what Alabama's trying to do defensively. And, no, I don't believe Alabama's going to quit recruiting Shamar James until he is officially signed with, uh, with Florida. Okay. If he does. In the future, when I say for the people in the back, that means I need you to be more emphatic 
about agreeing with yep. me here, not to give me this <laughs> waffling, I don't think so crap. <laughs> no, you you are correct. Uh, I, no, Alabama is not going to stop recruiting Shamar James. I just think that uh, if, hey, what we're trying to do here on Locked on Bama is sort of tell y'all what we think is going on in, 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 the, in the recruiting meetings, uh, I do think it will come up that, like, uh, in terms of space, I mean, I talk about numbers that turns people off, people – get bored by that conversation when I say, oh, numbers, they take who they want. That's true. But this is, again, more, more talk about what I mean uh, by the numbers is that, uh, you know, you're only going to sign four or five linebackers in one class, right? So why would you take two linebackers who are so identical to each other? So I do think that will come up. But the answer to your question, and I will yell at the people in the back, if you're out there believing that Alabama isn't trying to flip Shamar James, you're wrong. Uh, they, they still are. And uh, I think they will still continue to do that. I just think Sean Murphy, to some extent, uh, is a Shamar James. All right, buddy. Have a good drive out there, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Until then, roll tide. Roll tide.